Hey everyone, before we get started, let me just say that we are so thankful for the great work that's being done across agricultural leadership and the leadership discipline in general. We have tried our best to acknowledge the work of authors as we discuss them in the podcast, but in case we missed it, just let us know and we'll be glad to make sure that we give credit where credit is due. Now, let's head on into the day's episode and engage with the Leadership Combine. Motivation is always something that we may struggle with on an individual level or with our team. On today's episode, we'll talk about leadership and motivation. Stay tuned as we learn how to use the tools and techniques to help lead your peers, coworkers, and others through challenging situations. Let's get motivated on today's episode of the Leadership Combine. It's time for the Leadership Combine, a place where learning and applying lessons of leadership helps you make a larger impact and become a better and more informed leader. Get ready to engage in leadership, agriculture, community development, and all points in between. This podcast is sponsored by the Agricultural Leadership Discipline at Texas Tech University. Settle in. It's time to start the combine. So today, I am motivated to talk about motivation and leadership. I want to welcome our guests. As a reminder to our listeners, our content experts have been taking a diversity and agriculture course offered through the Ag Leadership Discipline at Texas Tech University. Today's guests are Kendall, Sam, and Kinsey. You'll get to learn more about them later in the episode. Thank you all so much for being with the Leadership Combine today. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Happy to be here. Yeah. So what's on your mind today? Kinsey, let us know what your team will talk about. All right, today we're going to be talking about leadership, which we defined as the ability to guide people without force into a direction or decision that leaves them still feeling empowered and accomplished. We'll also be talking about motivation, and we'll tie the two of those together and talk about how both are very important for everyday life. Towards the end, we'll tie in diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, and that'll be learning how to understand others, where they come from, how to make your peers and employees feel valuable, while also treating them fairly. Sounds awesome. Let's get into it. So, how does leadership tie into challenging situations? Sam? So everyone faces challenges, right? But not everyone knows how to overcome those challenges and come out on top or take something positive from it. With proper leadership or leadership experience, facing challenges can seem like a breeze. Gathering context information, emotional intelligence, transparent communication, and maintaining mutual respect with your peers or employees are some of the techniques an effective leader can use during any challenging situation. One article I read, The Hard Data on Being a Nice Boss by Emma Sapala, discusses the age-old question of whether it's better to be a nice boss or a hard boss. She presents several studies and examples showing the numerous benefits of being a nice boss. One of the studies she discussed was by Amy Cuddy, and she conducted research that found leaders who are fair or respectful to their employees gain their trust, which in turn increases productivity, civility, and overall performance. Humans face challenges every day, big or small, and research shows that with the right techniques, effective leaders are able to manage and diffuse challenging situations while still maintaining respect, productivity, civility, and overall performance in the workplace. I think trust in the workplace is so important. 
But let me ask you this. After reading that article, do you think it's easier to be a nice boss or a hard boss? After reading the article, I completely agree on it's easier to be a nice boss because if you show someone respect, they will show you respect back. And I think that respect gets into our next topic, which is going to be motivation. Okay, so motivation. What are some effective ways to motivate your peers, employees, coworkers, while also supporting them? Kendall? So considering how diverse the world is and how every one of us is different, finding ways to motivate the people around you can be challenging as a leader. Everyone has the ability to lead, so it's important to know how to motivate your peers so that they can become leaders in the future. Being completely open and honest with your peers or your employees can be a very good way to keep them motivated every day. A great way to do this is with the 360-degree feedback system. So this system allows leaders to reflect on what they're doing well, as well as what they need to work on. This can be an extremely important tool because a leader needs to, needs to know ways to connect to and understand the people around them while also keeping the communication open. So feedback is so important. Um, you mentioned the 360-degree feedback system. Is there anything else you can tell us about that? Anything that you came across in some of your research? Yeah, absolutely. So in a study done by Zinger and Filkner, they looked at the assessments of about 180,000 employees and had they rated about 14,000 managers. So the questions looked at the 360-degree feedback system and showed some, showed some behaviors that described what an inspiring leader actually did. Some of the ones that stuck out to me were making the emotional connection, clear vision, taking initiative, and innovation. So I think just, just kind of hearing some of those, um, you know, setting a clear vision and, and being an effective communicator, things that we know are important in leadership, but I think that this study kind of validated a lot of that. Um, and I know a lot of them were making that emotional connection. A lot of people will say that you shouldn't form relationships with your peers or coworkers or things like this. And so I think that what that study said is that feedback actually helps strengthen those relationships. So um, Sam, did you have anything to add? Yeah, I also wanted to add, uh, Singer and Folkman took the 1,000 most inspiring leaders in their database and they wanted to find what approach they took and they took to inspire those around them. And they found six very different and effective approaches that people use and they include driver, um, principled, visionary, enhancer, enthusiast, and an expert. Yeah, so I think that those, um, those types of uh, approaches that people use, I think that's really interesting. And, you know, the, I know the drivers uh, being very focused on achieving that end result. I know a lot of drivers in my life, people who are focused on um, that end path and end goal, um, which one of those um, six approaches was kind of most impactful to you? I think the enthusiast is the uh, most impactful to me because they bring energy to uh, the workplace. They bring energy to everyone. They get everyone excited and they uh, increase productivity. It's kind of like um, rappers have hype, hype people, right? Exactly. <laughs> hype men, hype yeah. women. And I think it, a lot of it in terms of, of that, we all need our own hype leadership people. So far, we've talked about leadership, we've talked about motivation, and I know as a leader, we have to combine those from time to time. Um, 
and there are definitely more effective ways to be a leader every day when you do combine those. Kinsey, talk to us about some of the tools and techniques that we can use to be a leader in our everyday lives. Yeah, so there are different types of leaders and leadership styles, but every good leader, I feel, needs these key things. Emotional intelligence or empathy. They have to know how to deal with their emotions and how to understand others' emotions. This includes being an inclusive leader, understanding how to teach others to be inclusive. Part of this is using the emotional intelligence and diversity model. That model is made up of four parts, affirmative introspection, intercultural literacy, self-governance, and social architecting. EID provides an approach to creating and reinforcing healthy norms, which empowers teams to perform closer to their potential, a quote from The Boss Magazine. Communication is gonna be that second thing. A crucial part of leadership is communication skills. A leader has to know how to listen to others and how to talk to them. In all areas of life, a leader is going to be faced with diversity in at least some form or fashion. A leader is, as a leader, it's important to know how the most effective form of communication is in each situation. The third is consistency. To lead others, no matter the circumstance, you have to set an example of being consistent, whether that is making sure your words match your actions or simply always being there. I think that you make some really good points there and empathy, communication, and consistency are all key and all really uh, kind of important for ways that we become that everyday leader. Okay, so you all have really given our audience a lot to process today. We talked about leadership, we talked about motivation, and we started to get into some of the content that we got into in our diversity course over this semester. But let me ask you this, in your own words, how does leadership and motivation, how does that all connect and tie in with diversity, equity, and inclusion? For me personally, uh, everyone needs to be understood and everyone needs to have a leader or be a leader. And in order to be an effective leader, you need to understand the people that you're leading and you need to be able to uh, be inclusive with them and uh, respect them and they'll respect you. Yeah, so asking questions, connecting yeah. with others that way. Yeah. All right. Yeah, for me, honestly, I think it's important as a leader um, to recognize all the like different types of diversity there is. There's not just it's not just one thing. Um, understanding that in like your workplace and school, all those different types of places that you're leading, um, to recognize all the ways that it is diverse. Okay. Yeah, I agree with actually what both of uh, Sam Kendall just said. Um, I think that it's really important to really understand where someone comes from. Um, just understanding their background and getting to know them, like seeing where they came from, how they got to where they are now um, is really important. Yeah, I think that what you all said makes sense. When we think about diversity and we understand someone's background and their story, then we're able to help bring equity to a situation but also we're able to include them more when we've listened and when we've learned from others. So let's talk a little bit about how we, how we talk about leadership and motivation in the agricultural industry. Um, why do you think it's important or what are some areas that you see the need um, to think about this further? Yeah, so I feel like um, talking about kind of like inclusion or maybe some diversity, like 
people's backgrounds, a big stereotype when it comes to agriculture is people just automatically think, oh, it's a guy in a tractor in a field, you know, just cutting up some corn or something. And I feel like many people don't realize that there's so much more to ag than that. The clothes you're wearing, the food you eat, you know, um, it's just so much bigger than what people think it is. And there are a lot of leaders who come from backgrounds like that. Anybody else? Yes, I think it's important to recognize, like, as a leader, all the different ways that you can lead people within the agriculture industry. So it's not just, like, in communications or in, like, the business part of ag. Um, so I think it's just important to develop, like, your own leadership skills and find, like, your place to lead within the industry. Um, from my own personal experience being from Corpus Christi, uh, leadership is not pushed as hard as I think it is pushed in rural communities and uh, I think people should be motivated to do agriculture and I think it's a dying art. No, I think I think you're right and so I think one of the things just in in terms when I think about um, agriculture and the things that you said is you know there's so many careers and so many ways Kendall I love the way you said that so many ways to find the way that you can be a leader in the industry and, and maybe it is a lost art, and maybe we're not promoting it in areas the way that we do in others. But I think that that is the responsibility of you all as young agriculturalists and those studying agriculture, and even on the community development side. We need people to become involved in their communities um, when they graduate. My hope is that each of you will take the things you learn in ag leadership classes and go forward and be the, the leaders in communities that you end up in. Um, running for office, um, serving as, uh, as PTA mom or dad or whatever, and, and, and really doing some things that give back to the community, um, whether that's the agriculture community or your, the place and space that you live in. One of the things that, that I really appreciate about today is that you have made us think a little bit about that act of being a leader in everyday life, how if we want to be leaders who are more inclusive, leaders who, um, who bring equity to the table and who value diversity, we have to do that um, by understanding what motivates people and, and helping getting to know your team and your peers and others you're working with. So I really appreciate some of the, the conversation today, and I appreciate the way that you all have, have framed it. Um, for us. So um, as promised, I want to give our guest uh, an opportunity to tell you more about themselves. So if you all will tell the audience who you are, where you're from, and your major. All right, so I'm Kenzie Wipke. My major is Ag Leadership, and I'm from a very small town called Whitney, Texas. My name is Sam Hoglum, and my major is Agricultural Education with an emphasis in Leadership, and I'm from Corpus Christi, Texas. My name is Kendall Brown. My major is Agricultural Communications, and I'm from good old Lubbock, Texas. All right, hometown girl right here. Yes. All right, so that's all for this episode of the Leadership Combine. I hope you've enjoyed learning as much about leadership and motivating others as we have having the conversation today. I want to encourage you to join us for our next episode of the Leadership Combine. Tell your friends if you're enjoying learning from these young agriculturalists. 
Don't forget to like and subscribe to get future updates. From our combine to yours, make it a great day. Thank you for riding along today in the Leadership Combine. The purpose of this podcast is to make you think about the intersection of leadership, agriculture, community development, and all points in between. No matter where you're listening from, thanks for your support and tell others. You can engage with us on Instagram and Twitter at TTUAG Leadership. Till next time, you've been listening to the Leadership Combine.